Attack of the Dry Slot. It's a Thanksgiving weekend weather recap. This is way over our heads. It's weather and climate podcast. We're here at the Town Hall in South Minneapolis. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Kenny, you survived the Thanksgiving weekend storms, plural. Yes, I did, uh, and you did too. It's good. Yes. <laughs> Glad to be here. Here we are to recap. This is Sunday, December 1st. We sat here a week ago tonight and looked ahead to the double header storms that were bearing down on us at the time. So uh, did they disappoint, Kenny? Well, it depends on your perspective. The first storm was uh, Tuesday into Wednesday. And for those of us in the Twin Cities area, the, the storm, I think, as it approached, it looked like it was going to be stronger than we had thought. And then it, it kind of held on to that. So in the Twin Cities, it was a little bit of a bonus. For the, In the days leading up to that first storm, we were expecting three to six inches. And it ended up being a, an eight to 12 incher. The second storm... If you are in the Twin Cities area, definitely disappointed some folks in terms of snowfall production. Uh, however, it absolutely blasted the Duluth area. Much of central and northern Minnesota got a real good whacking. That was uh, quite a winter storm. So, And this really just ended middle of the day on Sunday. So December 1st. December 1st, <laughs> correct. Yes. yes. So uh, it was... You know, between the two storms, uh, a lot of areas ended up with a total of over a foot of snow and the Duluth area between the two storms over 25 inches. So a lot of snow. No kidding. Yeah. And some amazing video of the Duluth Harbor, the waves crashing. I mean, it was it was nasty. Yeah, it was. So both storms, I mean, they, they kind of blur together uh, because you have one kind of at the beginning of the Thanksgiving extended weekend that Wednesday where a lot of people are you know they're already taking off work and we're starting the day with uh, you know schools closed the University of Minnesota that shut down blew me away and I they know. closed it on Tuesday they, afternoon they preemptively yes. before really anything had happened right right but I think the idea was not that many people are going to be around it's probably going to be a pain. Let's just, just do cancel. Yep. I think that if it was the middle of any other week, they would not have preemptively closed. Right. But yeah, the university shut down. Lots of schools, lots of lots of businesses just decided to take the day off. So that storm was a kind of classical, fast moving. That remember that panhandle hooker, Jim. Yes. You remember that? It's a terrible name, but. We'll, we'll talk about it every time. Low-pressure system that went from Colorado into the panhandles of Oklahoma and Texas and then swept northeastward, ended up passing very close to La Crosse, Wisconsin, and then into northeast Wisconsin and Lake Michigan. That storm was a little bit kind of classical in that it, it intensified as it moved. It moved pretty quickly, and we had some very strong winds uh, with some of that snow. So it was a kind of wind-driven moderate to heavy snow and uh, again 6 to 12 inches kind of over a broad area including south central east central minnesota the twin cities area uh, and getting up into the duluth area too where they had you know six seven inches of snow the second storm began on at the end of black friday so the end of the day after uh, after thanksgiving and that storm was a, a little bit more unusual there was a uh a bomb cyclone that hit the coast We've of heard California. heard that before, yes. Yeah, and this was a little unusual because 
the part of California, this, this storm entered the northern coast of California, so north of San Francisco. And usually the storms that come on shore on the west coast, they often have their center of low pressure somewhere north of the U.S.-Canadian border, or maybe they hit Washington or Oregon. And often they're tied to an even larger and stronger circulation uh, up in the Gulf of Alaska. And in this particular case, this was kind of the main event. And it, it became a very strong cyclone. It got its pressure down as low as about 973 millibars, which ended up being a record for California. Caused very strong coastal winds, and there was a lot of energy associated with it. Well, these systems often fall apart as they cross the mountains. There's just too many topographic obstacles in the way. And so it's really common that they'll have to reorganize on the other side of the Rockies. And all that's required is you have the same or similar upper level conditions and you'll form another low pressure area. This one formed in uh, eastern Colorado on, uh, it was basically Friday morning. And by Friday afternoon, it was in Nebraska. It took about two days to just kind of pass from Nebraska into Iowa and then into southern Wisconsin and northern Illinois. So this one moved more slowly. It did not really intensify as it moved the way that that, uh, that pre-Thanksgiving storm did. And, but it also didn't really fall apart. So what you had uh, was fairly persistent strong winds gusting up to 30, 35 miles an hour over most of Minnesota. Uh, areas around Duluth ended up having much stronger winds. But a lot of moisture got transported in. And uh, with that moisture, it was cold enough in many areas for, for heavy snow. So heavy snow lasting over 24 hours. In southern Minnesota, the circulation of that storm boosted some dry air up into the region. And this is that, I don't know if you've heard the term dry slot. I've heard dry line in reference to severe weather, severe spring and summer weather. Sure. This is, this is more like... So you imagine, it's, it's kind of hard to visualize, but you know, you've got this area uh, of low pressure, and let's just say its center is over Omaha. And, and this particular storm had a pretty big circulation. So its circulation went into the Gulf of Mexico, and then it swept around in a counterclockwise manner and went up towards the Canadian border, and then back around. We talked about it last week. It was about the size of India, the circulation was. So this system is picking up moisture from the Gulf of Mexico, and it's moving it first, you know, with the southerly flow, the flow coming out of the south, it moves it to the east side of that low, and then because the winds are counterclockwise around that low pressure center, the moisture gets wrapped around the top or the north side, and then around into the back side. But that same circulation is also pulling in dry air from the west and from Canada. And as these systems begin to mature, they will often have a plume of dry air that sweeps in and kind of gets almost enmeshed with that plume of moisture. And you end up with a, a fairly wide, it's, it's almost like a, kind of a tongue-shaped uh, surge of dry air that goes right up towards the center of the precipitation area. And in this case, it moved into central, southern and central Minnesota and it kind of cut off precipitation in the Twin Cities and in St. Cloud, Wilmer areas. And as a result, even though we had some showers of sleet and drizzle and light snow on and off for the remainder of Saturday and much of Saturday evening, uh, 
it ended up not being nearly as heavy as we had thought in those areas. And instead, it just raged up in the Duluth, Brainerd, Fergus Falls, Alexandria, uh, and Detroit Lakes areas. Well, we just wrapped up the month of November, and as we mentioned last week, we did do what we anticipated would happen. The Twin Cities broke its all-time precipitation record uh, before the end of November. So the old record had been 40.32 inches for annual precipitation, and we now have uh, over 41.3 inches in the Twin Cities. So we are a full inch above that old record. Uh, it's just what a couple good storm systems can do. So we've kind of blown that old record away, and assuming that December is at least normal or near normal for precipitation, uh, we will have that record beaten by close to two inches by the time the year is over. So yeah, I, and it's again, not just the Twin Cities, Owatonna, Rochester, there's a handful of stations in central and southern Minnesota that have broken their all-time precipitation records for the year with, as you note, uh, one month left in the year. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, was there anything else remarkable about November? Clearly it was colder than normal, correct? Yeah, it was colder than normal. The Twin Cities area, much of southern and central Minnesota, ended up being uh, anywhere between two and four degrees below normal for temperature. Uh, it, it's similar in northern Minnesota. It, the month started out on a very cold note. Basically the first half, a little more than half of the month was really cold and we were looking at being a top 10 cold month at that time, top 15. Uh, but then mild air prevailed. Uh, probably the most, I guess I wouldn't call it astonishing, but something interesting is, you know, November had been running dry right up until this last week. And it just, it's kind of a testament to how wet the pattern we are in. Uh, you know, not, not right at this very moment, but this sort of longer climatic pattern that we're in that's been, you know, a few years now uh, where you could have a month that seems like it's going to be dry and then the, the, the spigot just turns on again and you end up getting uh, most of the state ends up above normal for precipitation, just like that. So another wet month. Well, there's something else, Kenny, you mentioned to me, and uh, as it stands now, it sounds like we may be tracking towards yet another record, and that would be record snowfall in a 12-month period starting January 1st of 2019 through the end of this year? Yeah, I don't know about records okay. in the Twin Cities. There are certainly some stations. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Marshall and Rochester and some other stations in southern Minnesota do break their all-time calendar year record because Marshall has already broken its you know, with the last winter broke its all-time seasonal snowfall record. So we usually don't track snowfall in the calendar year. We kind of track it winter by winter. It's seasonal, right? Yeah, and the winter, you know, winter obviously straddles parts of two different calendar years. But in the Twin Cities, and, you know, we'll see if Duluth jumps into the running now, too. With uh, They ended up with over 27 inches for November. But in the Twin Cities and some other stations, we are in top 10 territory for annual snowfall so that's january through december and we haven't had december you know we don't know what december will bring if december is normal for snowfall we'll get about 10 inches or so in the southern minnesota central minnesota maybe 10 to 15 inches in northern minnesota depending on where you are a little more in the duluth area and along the north shore but if it's a normal snowfall month then yeah we'll end up closer to the top 
The number to beat, though, still in 1983, we had a uh, very, very snowy time of it. In 1982 also, uh, and those years were up around 100 inches, calendar year snowfall. It would be a long shot. We're, I think, around 78 inches or so in the Twin Cities on the calendar year. It would take quite a snowy December, a top five snowy December to get us to the top, but uh, we're already in or near the top 10 and we'll be only adding to that as the month goes on. Now this week though ahead is pretty benign from a weather standpoint, correct? Correct. Yeah, we're not actually seeing anything remarkable. Um, one of the, I don't know if you'd call it a saving grace, but people who don't like winter should be heartened by the fact that neither of these two winter storms came with a strong dose of cold air afterwards. And that's kind of the, the signature of a Minnesota winter storm, especially in December, is that it taps into that cold air and you get, you know, you, you drop your temperatures to zero or lower for a few days. Well, we're not doing that. Um, Monday will be a little bit chilly, but by Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, kind of mild conditions will resume and we'll be back into temperatures in the 20s and 30s. And a lot of this snow in southern Minnesota is probably going to melt over the coming week, week and a half. And in fact, the, the models that see the farthest out indicate that really predominantly mild uh, conditions should prevail for the first half or so of December. We don't see currently anything suggesting a uh, you know debilitating Arctic outbreak or anything like that. It's We don't know what the end of the month will look like. These things do change, but there currently isn't anything uh, suggesting in the you know the next 10 to 15 days that we should be dealing with a, a major cold air outbreak. So just mild conditions. And uh, it looks like we could stay active, although there isn't anything, uh, there's no smoking gun at this point that, that's really getting our attention. It's just a general pattern where we know it will be conducive to the formation of snowstorms or winter storms or rain and snow, but uh, we don't see anything yet lined up, and there doesn't appear to be anything for the next week or so. Well, this is uh, kind of unusual for the year 2019 to actually talk about a week where not much is probably going to happen. Yeah, we're kind of <laughs> back where we were for uh, you know early November and much of October. Uh, just nothing real exciting to talk about in terms of the weather. Though we did get a couple good doses, you know, this second storm produced 20 inches or so in the Duluth area, and uh, it's going to take them a while to dig out. So yes. uh, that in and of itself was a pretty big event and kind of a headline worthy, and we'll have to consider if this makes it into the top five of uh, annual weather events okay. for the year. But uh, it's got a lot of really tough competition up there. All right. Well, Kenny, of course, last week was a tough act to follow, but uh, we've got kind of a quiet weather week in front of us. So uh, we'll uh, sit down a week again from today and uh, chat some more. We'll do it again. Thanks, Jim. Have a good one, Kenny. This you is too. Way Over Our Heads, a weather and climate podcast. Kenny Blumenfeld is a climatologist. I'm Jim Dubois. We're at the Town Hall in South Minneapolis, and we'll see you next week.